This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? It's another episode of Pie Tar for Breakfast, and this is your host, Kevin Franzen. Last night... The Phillies swept. I know it was a two-game series, but they swept in Boston. The Boston Red Sox, a very, very good offensive group. We saw Aaron Nola do his thing. Hector Neris close it out. But today was just a team effort, or last night was a team effort when it came to Drew Smiley and the entire bullpen. Bryce with another homer. And uh, I think I just got the perfect guess for you guys. Look, coming up next... Stay tuned. J-Dub. Jason Worth. On Pintar for breakfast. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball back. Coming down. down. What up? And welcome back to another round of Pintar for breakfast right i'm just bringing it right on j-dub hey jason worth hey hey what's up how you doing hey hey <laughs> hey how about j-dub oh man so how's the greatest long-haired bearded dude doing that's what we need to know doing good doing good doing uh doing uh, a whole lot of nothing and uh enjoying it i'm not gonna lie you could tell people you're playing tennis, and you're playing golf. Uh, you're a country club yeah. kid. I've turned into one, unfortunately. <laughs> no. uh, never thought I never thought it would happen, and I was the last guy that thought I would that would actually do it. But well, tennis is like one of the best like cardio workouts. We all know that. But yeah, it's it's, it's, it's one hour. Yeah, it's one hour of just nonstop. I mean, it depends on how you do it or who you play with, but it's it's an hour of. Uh, of you know nonstop movement and you're running around and and there's no chance in hell that I'm going to go for a run or a jog or <laughs> you're not going to go for a jog. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do the whole uh, you know jazzercise or uh, spin class or, or anything like that. So it's my only shot at staying in shape or at least not getting totally fat. But I'm going for it. Now let's see here. Like, do you go Bjorn Borg style, like all white short shorts, or do you go Agassi, like cut off jorts? You know, back in the day, that was yeah. Style. You know, it it just depends on how I'm feeling that day. I've got a, I've got a few different outfits that I can uh, run at them. And, uh, <laughs> it, just, it just you know depends who I'm playing with, who I'm playing against, and uh, you know where I'm playing. That you know some places have dress codes which. Uh, you know, I'm really good at following rules. Yeah, so absolutely. Gotta, gotta do that. Yeah, Let's I'm talk about that. that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, have you played on clay yet? Uh, yeah, I, I prefer what? it. Yeah, I prefer it. That's the one thing I want to do. I've always grew up. I grew up playing tennis a lot, and uh, never played on clay. Well, you're a poor kid like me, so you didn't get to uh, 
experience all that. Could you I played me, uh, though? Like my, my mom would be pissed. Like I'd come home, I'd be like diving like on the thing, like they just have clay all over me, like, what's up? That's not what yeah, you're supposed I, to do. I've uh, I've been told I can't come in the house with my uh my shoes from from tennis when I play on the clay court, so I gotta watch that. She she looks at you and just rolls her eyes. She's like well, it's all over the house, and then you know it's a mess. It's, you know, it, it's, it's funny because like people always go, okay, you go from baseball like a very very team oriented sport with individual battles within it, <clears throat> and then you go to tennis or golf or something like that, and it's so individualized. Like, it, do you like that part of it? Yeah, I think I really had a, a future in this uh, in this this game. I, I, I screwed up. I should have. Uh, I, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm terrible. I have no chance, uh, but I, I do like I do I do enjoy it. It's it's something to to uh, to stay in shape, and that's about as far as it goes. Because uh, let me tell you, these guys are uh, <clears throat> these guys. I play against you know like some pros and hit with some guys and and that played professionally. Not not that they're like you know top players in the world, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea that these guys were actually like you know like legit athletes. It's it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, but I mean it's at a the way, same time, way different like... deal. They they know who you are. Like you, you can absolutely give a crap who they are, but they know exactly who you are. And so they're like, you're just playing, you're just hitting, and they're trying to beat you. They're trying to embarrass you at times. I'm sure they're just like, oh yeah, check it out. So they go to their buddy and be like, I made Jason Worth look like you know he didn't know what he was doing. You're like, I don't care. I just want to hit. Let's go. No, they they uh, they feel sorry for me. Actually, they take it really <laughs> easy on me. I'm, I'm pathetic. It's 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 uh it's embarrassing. All right, so let's let's, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about going let's talk about direction. something that makes all of us smile. <laughs> hey, Big Chuck. You know, last week the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies fired their hitting coach and and John Maley and brought in. I don't even know if you brought in because he's still a part of the organization. But yeah, we'll say he brought in Charlie Manuel. And I know you and Chuck have. Uh, such great history together and long history together and just your thoughts just in general on, on the move for them and, and, and seeing Chuck back in the, uh, in the dugout. Well, I, I just saw Chuck, uh, at the at alumni week and, and, uh, uh, the 09 reunion. And, and he's, you know, he's in, he was in good spirits and good health and he looked great. And, um, you know, I was like, man, Chuck's in a really, really good place. And then like, Ten days later, I hear he's he's back in the dugout. With, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! But um, but yeah, I'm happy for him. I mean, obviously, it was something he wanted to do, or or um, or he wouldn't have done it. But uh, you know, this the first night they go out and score all those runs, and and uh, big kid goes crazy, and um, and the, and the whole thing. So it's 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 been it's been fun to watch. I mean, it's it's interesting. I, it's a little shocking. I, it's surprising for sure. Um, but I mean, Chuck's got that. Uh, you know, he, <clears throat> I always say like, you know, when you when you're playing baseball, you're like Peter Pan, right? You're in Neverland, and, <laughs> and you're you're never gonna grow up. And then you know, Tinker Bell's there to to uh, to spray the, the pixie dust and and that's what that's what chuck brought right he, he yep. comes back and then you know tinkerbell spraying the, the pixie dust on everybody and bam the magic's right back and and uh, and chuck still got it which is uh which is totally not surprising because that's that's who he is right there's just something about the guy he's just <laughs> he's like one of the coolest guys on the planet um you know when i when i came to when i came to philly 
I was not Chuck's favorite guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, Pat Gillick brought me in. I was the GM's guy. I mean, I, I always said if I was going to manage, I'd do it like Chuck did. And I'd say, you know, you know, screw the front office. I'm going to do it my way. If you don't like it, get somebody else. And, and, uh, since I was the GM's guy, I was not Chuck's guy. I had, to, <laughs> I had to win him over and prove myself like 10 times over before, uh, inevitably, uh, became one of the dudes and one of, one of Chuck's guys, which, which ultimately is what happened. But, um, you know, he is, he is the best man. He is, he's, he's awesome. And it's not surprising to see those guys hitting and, uh, and doing their thing with, with Chuck in the dugout. Well, it's not surprising too to see like JT real Muto, like after like, I think it was a third or fourth game and he goes, yeah, I mean, he goes, I'm not going to put it all on Chuck, but, but having Charlie here is a huge help because he'll just stop you or you'll walk by him right before the bat and be like, Hey, Hey, Stay short, huh? Hey, hey, Rumuto, hey. oh guy, okay. uh, stay short. <laughs> and it, but that's the stuff that, like, when when Charlie would say, just the, it's simple, right? Right before you go to the plate, we all know, like, we're all idiots and we just think too much. But the moment he just says, like, just stay short, like, it resonates for some reason more than any other guy. When he would say it, you're just like, yep, okay, I'm gonna do that, and you go out, and and whether or not you got a hit or not, the results. You probably hit the ball hard, and 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 that's was that always his demeanor? Like just in general, nothing was ever long winded. Well, yeah, you know, you totally, yeah, you're right. You get, you nailed it. But you know what I I find amusing is in this in this day and age of all these guys with these these hats with the the twirly bird thing on the on the top. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, here 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 we we you know the games. It's, it's cyclical so we're, we're cycling back you bring in a, a guy about as old school as it gets into the land of you know analytics and numbers and and i mean there's a place for it i guess but you know here comes chuck um i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know how analytical he is but uh, he's an old school dude, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he is, he is the epitome of, of old school and, you know, and here, here he comes and, and it, it plays, it's still, it still plays. We're still playing baseball. We're still playing the game that we've been playing for over 120 years. And, you know, it hasn't changed a whole lot. You know, we're still trying to square up baseball. So, um, he knows the stuff, man. He really does. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because it, and I'm not saying this on John Maley. I'm just saying just in the new age hitting coaches and they could tell you all the right. data. They could tell you everything. But hitting more than any other position, more than any other facet of the game, is with your eyes. Like it, it, So what the person, what the computer is saying doesn't always match up to your eyes, your individual's eyes. Like what I would see at like 5'11", is a lot different than you at 620. You know what I mean? Like, because you're so tall, you see it different than me. I don't care what the data says. I want to know how, is it a sharp slider or is it whatever? Because when I get up to the plate, what I see is going to be different than what the computer sees. And and, and I just feel like the, the loss and the instinct of hitting is kind of being taken away from the guys. Yeah, possibly. I mean, uh, I, I've been out of the game for a little over a year now, and I feel like I've been going for 10 years with all the stuff I'm hearing. So um, I think there's a place for some of the analytics and some of the data. Um, 
it's just funny. I've been, I started, I got golf clubs like a month ago and started getting golf lessons. You know, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to get good at golf because everyone plays golf. So if you want to, if you want to do anything really when you're, uh, when you're retired, you got to be able to, you got to be able to play golf. So yep. I, uh, I go get lessons and, and there's one of those, uh, God, what are those things? Is it a track man? Yep. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> like you gotta be kidding me like this is this is where this is what it's come to i'm, I'm gonna be you know looking at track man data yeah you, you know, i'm like the anti i'm like the anti guy right <laughs> and uh and it was it was fascinating to see some of the stuff and you know how you could you know you could there were things that i was was like all right this this makes sense and i could see how some of the some of the data would would transfer over for baseball and and uh a little bit right a little bit yep. like i would say like i'm like i'm at a two and a half versus a negative seven but yeah. you know some of the stuff made made sense so i get it i mean there's 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 a way to use the data and and be effective and but at the same time though i mean a lot of the stuff is is for people that don't know what they're seeing mm-hmm. you know so like you know, for for a hundred years, we've called the called the spin rate ball a hover ball, yep. or you know, or we had different names for it. So a lot of this stuff is just renaming. Yeah, like that launch angle is, is line drive, high line drive, fly ball. That, I mean, that, that that's the one yeah, thing. It's right. like we've, okay, great. We've known for a thousand yeah. years. If you hit the ball at that trajectory between there and there, it, yeah. it'll go over the fence, and that's a home run, and that's and that's what you want, right? Like, yep. I mean, launch angle is just just a, a, a souped up you know, twirly bird phrase that, that is sexy and everyone's talking about now. I mean, that, that hasn't changed. It's just, it's just people vocabulary has changed. So some of the stuff is like BS and then other things are, you know, have validity, but it's, you know, it's, it's just new people, you know, validating new word catchphrases, but then get to get back to your point. Then you have, you have Charlie Manuel who is, who probably doesn't give, are we? Are, is this one of those? Are we on one of those things where I can cuss or not? Well, let, let, I can beep it out if you want. Uh, <laughs> Chuck doesn't give two shits about you know launch angle or or whatever. He just, he wants to hit the ball hard, you know, and that's and that still plays. Yeah, and and for me, I I just think that when it comes down to it, it's a, it's a competition. You're in the batter's box, no one else. There's no computers in the batter's box. You got to hit, and. You know, it, it goes to your Washington days and the 11 pitch at bat, the walk off homer against Lance Lynn. Right. There's no analytics in that. That was straight up adrenaline rush versus adrenaline rush, trying to control it, battling your butt off. And then next thing you know, shot him. Yeah, that at bat started with two ninety-seven mile an hour <laughs> fastballs in the bottom corner of the zone that were unhittable. You know, I'm down 0-2. I mean, it was, it was improbable. There was, you know. The analytics on that at bat would told you I was screwed, but you know you you got to fight, man. This is baseball's a fight. You got to get in there and and you know you can all the data and all that stuff is great, but at the end of the day, you're talking about guys that are pros and guys that know what they're doing, and and you got to be a dude to be yeah. out there and do it. And that's you know that's what it comes down to. Hey, uh, a year out of the game, what do you miss the most? Not much. Well, you gave it all. That that's the difference, though. Some guys are like, "Well, I'm like, you gave it everything, and you played your your ass off for what 15 years in 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 the big leagues." 
Yeah, 22 years professionally. I, I mean, God, I miss... Uh, freaking old. I'm so old. I turned 40. It's over. Uh, um, I, uh, I, I, I miss, like... I miss that feeling coming out of the weight room, walking onto the field, ready to, uh, ready to, you know, slip people's throats. That's, I, I miss that. That's, that's something you can't, you can't replicate, but, um, I don't, I don't miss the, I don't miss the schedule. I don't miss the grind. Uh, it was, it was a blast. I'll, uh, I'll never forget it, but it's not easy, man. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard way to make a living. And, and those guys that are doing it, um, are really good. I mean, yeah. they are, they are the best in the world. They are, they get paid well because they are the best, and it's it's not easy. It is not. With, with, with me living in the Bay Area, and I get all the you know, you read all the stuff that's around here. And Jeff Samarja the other day just hit his tenth year, and I, I if, for the longest time I, I felt like there were so many guys that were hitting their ten years that no one was ever talking about. And now they're talking about guys hitting their ten year mark in the big leagues. And I'm like, I'm finding it fascinating. Right. And, and because, you know, 32, 33, 34 year olds aren't getting their, their free agencies and, or getting signed out of free agency. And, and, and to think that 15 years, I mean, you got over what, 14 years of service time in, in, in the show. Mm-hmm. And, and to think like you're a guy, like when I say, what do you miss? And you say that people will be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh huh. No, like you literally gave everything you had on every attempt like whether it was a ground ball back to the pitcher you're busting your ass down the line uh you know diving for balls breaking your wrists having rehab all the time like that messes with your mind but you continue to play and and that's i don't know hitting the 10-year mark hitting the 14-year mark almost 15 years that's insane yeah it was it was a good run man it was better than uh better than i ever dreamed um you know, it was I was a first round pick coming out of high school, and and uh, you know, you think you got you got it all figured out, and then you get the rookie ball, and you know, there's you're like one of a handful of Americans there, and and all the uh, all the Dominican kids are are the same age, if not younger, and they're way better, and it's it's an eye opening experience, and it doesn't it doesn't get easier from there. You know, uh, Desi Ian Desmond texted yeah. me the other day, and and, uh, and and told me he got his. He got his today was that day was his his tenth year and it was like I don't know, earlier in the week or whatever and uh, and I was like man I was so happy for him because um, you know it, it wasn't easy for Des you know he was mm-hmm. he was he he grinded and you know he got to, he got the free agency and it didn't work out for him and he had to you know took a one year deal and then kind of went back in and and bet on himself a little bit and then ended up and signing a good deal in, in Colorado but. Um, you know, he was just a pup when I got to Washington, you know, he's just a, he was just a kid and, and he didn't, he wasn't sure. I mean, we were, no one was sure where, where, where it was going to go for him. He had tons of talent and, and, um, you know, he, he had the shortstop job in Washington and, and it, you know, him and him and SB were there fighting for it. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't guaranteed, you know I mean? He had, he's, he's one of the best players, you know, I've, I've ever played with, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a guarantee, you know, and then he got the free agency and it didn't work out. And then, and he ended up making them. I was, I was so happy for him when I just, when I heard you say, that, I was just thinking like, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's not, it's not easy and it's, it's not guaranteed. I mean, even for, even for some of the best players, it can, it can go, it can go haywire, it can go sideways, you can get injured. And, um, I was, uh, I was super stoked for him to, 
to uh, to, to hear he got his tenth year. But um, you know, you you look at these guys that I played with in Washington and, and Harp, and um, it's uh, it's been fun to sit back and watch. You know, from mm-hmm. from my perspective, and and watch these guys and. You know, I don't watch a whole lot. I mean, I, I pay attention a little bit here and there, and then I'll, I'll get into it, and then I'll fall back out of it. But, like, to see these guys grinding on a, on a daily basis and, and being able just to sit back and, and check a score or, you know, watch the standings, I and mean, this is going to get interesting down the stretch here. I mean, all mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, the Nats are, are uh, not they've exactly sure. They've been hot. They've been playing good. And they, they, were, they stunk at the beginning of the year, and then they figured it out, and now, you know, Chuck – Chuck takes over in the for hitting for uh, for Philly and and they they're starting to swing it and get hot. I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch from from where I'm sitting. I can tell you that. Yeah, and I, I, one of the guys that I think that you know they're hoping that Chuck comes in and, and helps is is Reese and Reese has been hitting like 130 from since the All Star <clears> break. <throat> I like him leading off right now because it just it, it could kind of free his mind because he wants to take pitches. There's too many pitches he takes down the middle of the plate. So, okay, big guy, lots of power, yourself, lots of power. When you go into the, the, to slumps and, and all that, how – and you're a guy that was able to take so many pitches. You walked a ton. You worked the count. Is, is there the, the uh, that middle ground that you're trying to find when you're, when you're struggling a little bit, trying to not take too much but not be too aggressive? Is that the constant battle with a guy that's patient? Yeah, I mean – I like that. I like that that kid too. Um, oh yeah, we all do. You know, we, that, that's why I like he's a, a top of the conversation in, in Philly for me, and and for others because we love him, the person. <laughs> he's a great dude. Yeah, I. You know what? I, my dad would yell at me all the time. Like, stop taking so many fastballs <laughs> down the middle. <laughs> and I'm like, hey man, like the last thing I want to do is is swing at the first pitch and make an out you know like i'd rather sometimes if depending on how i was feeling i didn't i didn't want to you know have one pitch one out and then and then my leave my teammates to to grind it out you know like i'm i'd rather you know if i'm not feeling that great i'd rather i'd rather try to, to dig in here and, and have a longer at bat make make the pitcher work at least he's got to throw some pitches and and that would help my that would help the guy on deck or the you know the next guys coming up um, you know, out. So there's a lot of things going through through hitters' minds and players' minds. You know, up there when if you're not feeling good or if you are feeling good, you know, it's like there's so much that goes into it that people people don't realize. I I actually got into a, an argument with these these two old guys the other the other night at dinner um, about war, and you know they're telling me that oh, war, war was the, yeah Vietnam? They, they, yeah they were they were saying oh this is the it's the greatest stat ever. And I'm like, okay, well then, then tell me about UZR. And they're like, UZR, what, you know, they, they didn't know who I was. It was actually pretty funny. And <laughs> they're like, know that face? <laughs> I'm in a little small town and it's different deal, but it, it, they didn't know what UZR was. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you tell me about UZR and I'll agree with you. And they're like, UZR, well, I, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, you don't know what UZR, you don't know anything about war. So, you know, end of argument. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of like how you, how it comes across sometimes with, with baseball fans. Like they don't know the whole, they don't know the whole thing. Like they don't know the whole story. I mean, they're, they're informed, they watch, they love the game. 
and that's great. But a lot of times you don't know the whole story with what's going on with the players and, and, and the game. And you have your opinions, and it's great, and that's what makes baseball awesome. But sometimes when you're struggling, there's more to it than just what you see, right? Mm-hmm. There's a million things going through guys' minds, and, you know, I, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to, to Reese and if he's been taking balls down the middle, but there, there's a lot of times there's, there's reasons why. Right. There's, yep. there's a, there's more to the story. So, um, I think, I think the kid is, you know, and, and that, you know, the same goes for the manager. God, the manager has the worst job in the world. I mean, <laughs> it's like the most thankless job. Everybody's like, Hey, you want to manage someday? I'm like, hell no. That's the last <laughs> thing I'd want to do. That is, that's gotta be the worst job on the planet. I would I mean, love guys, for you to deal with the media every day. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Right. God. Oh man. No, it like part of the, like, Reese is in that in-between stage. It feels like a lot, you know, like mm-hmm. he, it looks like he's sitting slider for some reason. And, uh, you know, he's looking at data and going through all that instead of just, just sitting on heater and, and working off that. And I think the perfect guy yeah. is having Charlie in there right. because he's going to, he's going to want you to hit the fastball and he's going to tell that's, that's always a big thing with him. And, hey, and get, get on that fastball. Hey, yeah, hey, 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 three <laughs> Oh, hey, better be in the seats. I, I, I the fair foul. Yeah, there's, I mean, I tell you what, that, the thing about it is, and, and, uh, and I, I told Harp this a lot, you know, over the years, you just got to be able to, to hit the control, alt, delete button and just, and just wipe it all clean and, and start, and start over. You know, I tell people like, I, I was good because I, I forgot better than everybody, everybody. Like I, I could, I could be over. Over three with three punch outs and walk up there my fourth bat and and I was I was the best player on the planet in my mind, and these guys are good because they they can forget better than anybody. So I think I think these guys are all figured out. I like the Hoskins kid. It's gonna be fun to watch him down the stretch. Um, all these you know all these guys are the best players on the planet, man. It's fun to watch and and I look forward I look forward to seeing how this thing ends up. A little quick one on Harp. I mean, you've talked to him a little bit here and there. You've texted with him and and just to see. Uh, him finally starting to click a little bit here in, in uh, not a little bit, a lot of it in, in August. Uh, any, when you talk to him, do you sense anything that's different just in general, like his mind or, or anything? Because for me, I'll give you my opinion. This guy has been the same all year. He's been yeah. relaxed. It's, you know, like 15 years old, you, you're built up to be something. And you finally signed that deal, which I'm not saying the money thing makes you, uh, solidified in, in any right, but he earned everything on that, right? I mean, and, and, and so now you're seeing a guy that's just able to play. Have you sensed that, or is there something I'm missing? Yeah, he looks he looks more relaxed to me. I mean, that, that, you know, money can cure a lot of things, doesn't cure everything, but, you know, he's got he's got great peace of mind, it seems like to me, and without, I mean, I haven't you know, asked him directly about the whole thing, but I just watch him, it seems like he's in a really good place. Um, you know, this, this whole season, he hasn't, he's been the same guy. A lot of, a lot of the year over the years when, when, when he was younger, um, he was, you know, he'd have those roller coaster months, like, you know, he's up, he's down, you know, he's, he's a streaky guy for mm-hmm. sure. But, um, you know, personality wise and demeanor wise and what you see on the field has been pretty steady, man, which is what you, what you want from a guy like that. Right. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the hard part getting, getting the same guy every day. That's, that's what the true pros are. That's what the true pros give you. So that's what you guys have been been seeing, and it's been it's been fun to watch from uh, 
from where I am, but just kind of seeing how he grew up and and doing his thing. Yeah, there's like a like a proud big brother part of you though, like me the way you guys were and and the way you stayed on them, and that was the beauty of you was that you didn't care if you had an MVP season, you're still going to stay on them because you knew there's more. There's always going to be more. And if you if you let up, which you never did in your career, it, people are going to pass you by. And if there's a grind in you, then then you're all for it. Yeah, and Charlie Charlie would always tell me, it's funny, I, I, I would say the same thing to, to Bryce. Charlie would say, Hey, 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 Jay! You you gonna be a good player when you're like 32? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was such an insult. You know, like it, it pissed me off. You know, I'd be like, man, like I'm not playing. I'm like sitting on the bench, and you know, or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm splitting time or whatever. And I was like, man, I just I hated it when he said it to me. And then that's what I would tell Bryce. I'm like, hey, man, you're gonna be a really good player when you're 32. I actually, I actually told him that the other day. I'm sure, well, he hates uh, it, but when you were 31, fine. you hit 296 for him, and then you went to Washington. So, hey, hey, hey he, he knew something. Hey, hmm. Chuck knows all, man. He's he's the man. He is the man. All right, so this is the time of the show because this is a show, I guess you could say, uh, shit show more than anything. Uh, this is called Waffle or Not. Okay, so you either waffled this guy that I'm going to throw out there, a pitcher. Or you didn't. And I waffled I determined if you waffled them. Okay, so you, you, okay. you could tell me. And I'm going to start out with some easy ones, like Tim Hudson. Oh, great guy. Love Timmy. Waffled him. Waffled him. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. That's 362 with 1125 OPS, but let alone four homers. So, yeah, you, you waffled him. Jan Lannon. Oh, John, I played with him in uh, played with him in Washington. Came, you know, after playing in Philly, and came over to the Washington. But uh, I mean, great kid, great guy, great family. Waffle them. <laughs> three thirty-three, four homers, twelve fifty-nine OPS. Yeah, that I, I would say. Okay, all right. Yeah, I would say you waffle them. All right, this one. <laughs> I have to bring this up. Now do um, now do Annabelle Sanchez. How did, really? I was going to Paul Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's 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 amazing. It uh. is amazing. I, I faced him. I faced him hot. I faced him cold. You know, good years, bad years. It didn't matter. It did not matter. It was. I did. I did shoot him one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was about. That was about it. But what is it? It's it's really bad. Let me hear Six it. for thirty three. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. That's usually like that's like my career for most guys. Anyways, that's better uh, than I thought. One walk. Twenty punch outs. Twenty punch outs. Yeah. So you didn't waffle him. No, not not so much. <laughs> How did you know I was going that route though? Yeah, he's my guy. Everybody says who's you know who gives you the who was the toughest guy you ever faced, and I say Hannibal Sanchez, and they just look at me like, really? I'm like, Wait, dude, the guy's, guy? guy's that guy's nasty. First of all, like yeah. he's. He had some really big years, and he's way underrated. He's having a great year for, for Washington, you know, kind of undercover. He started out a little slow, but he's been he's been nails for him. But <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. There's this, you know, you have your guys. You have your guys. Now, okay. now, do, Clay, now do Clayton Kershaw. No, 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 no. We're uh, still going on. Chris Volstead. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, there was something with that old Miami stadium. 
practice. Like we go in there, we we play, and then I'd get uh, Josh Johnson, Annabelle Sanchez, and Chris Volstad, and, and like my numbers in the old old stadium were not not so hot. I mean, so did you waffle like, them or not? No, it's it's, uh, it's 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 embarrassing. All right, three for thirty-three. Yeah. And the only reason why I bring this up is I brought this up with with Ryan and Chase because they had so many guys that. One would hit and one wouldn't, right? And it, and it was back and back and forth. Chris Volstad for uh, Ryan Howard was fourteen for twenty-seven, eight homers. <laughs> I think that's probably why, because I was so happy and like elated that see, you know, Ryan just hit a homer, and I was in such a great mood. I was just I lost focus. It was early in my career, and then and then I would get waffled. Yeah, that's right a fact. That. All right, yeah. so how about Clayton Kershaw? Let's go that route. Yeah, let's go there. Let's yeah. go there. What do you waffle think? Him. Okay, you waffle him. But here's the thing. Here, here's here's where I have a little issue now. Um, you have you homered off him twice, shot in him twice. Yeah. Uh, it took Bo Bichette his 29th game in the show to have a multi home run game, and oh, he leads off the game against Kershaw and homers, and like two at bats later, homers again. He has two homers against the Clayton Kershaw in his first time facing him. Like f off, kid. Well, I mean, it's a little different now. I mean, Clayton's how many innings did he pitch, man? He's pitched thousands of innings, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's not a spry, not a spry, you know, you know he's he's one of the best. It's like one of the best of all time. But it's you know, you're not as you're, he's not as good as he was back in the day. He we'd run to run into that guy. That's that's a bad. It's a nightmare. It's, he was a he's young having, kid. He, he's he set crazy. the he set the bar so high. That this year, because you know they they kind of they're trying to limit his innings just to make sure that he could last forever, and he's at 143 innings, 147 strikeouts. Uh, he's just above his like normal WHIP. Like <laughs> he has a 2.71 ERA, so it's .3 higher than his career. He's 13 and two. Like, and you wouldn't think that, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's really good, man. He's he's not the velocity is not what it was, but I mean. His stuff is his stuff is good. I mean, I I don't know how why I ran into him, but it was it was uh it was crazy. It was All good. Right. <clears throat> Tim Lincecum. Uh, you know, they're like I don't I I hit a ball in the second deck in Philly off him. You're bad. And and then I I remember a bunch of like infield singles. So I don't know what the numbers are, but I <clears throat> I don't feel like I waffled them. Uh, yeah, you um, you only hit two eighty six with an eight thirty three OPS and two homers. You hit one in the postseason, two thousand ten. Shot him. Yeah. He was nasty, man. I I'll never forget. We we were in in San Fran, and I come out to run three game sprints. And I'm usually typically the, like the last guy to run sprints because I'm inside working out or lifting weights or whatever. And I come out, I'm like a little late than later than usual. And I'm like, oh man, he's already, he's already done throwing, you know, the mounds right there. And I'm like, oh God, this game's going to start. I got to hurry up and uh, I run a sprint. And then I run another sprint. And then all of a sudden here he comes firing out of the dugout. <laughs> and I thought the game was starting. And he was just going to the pin. Yeah. And he threw like I don't know, 10 balls, yep. maybe. And then here he comes. 
his how about his he first start against the Phillies in 07 he went way away from it because he thought he had to do something different so he went out there and he was like trying to please everyone so he did his long toss routine and then he threw like 20 pitches in the pen 25 pitches and Dave Rigetti the pitchy coach is like alright ready to go and Tim got waffled like just right out of the shoot like I, I think Shane shot him and then and Ryan shot him and then it was just it was mayhem the next start he comes out, he's like, I'm doing this my way. He runs out, like you said, just right before everyone's thinking, like, what the heck? And then he threw seven balls in the pen. <laughs> and Rigetti, like, comes in, like, what the? Uh, like, I, I don't know if he's ready. And then he just dominated the Rockies. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, just the, the reaction from everyone was like, wait, what? It's like, yes, that's him. He's like, he's ready to, he literally has the body to do that. Yeah, he's not He's not a big guy. He's not. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a tiny dude, and for him to throw that hard and do what he did was incredible. All right, I got two more. Pedro Martinez. Uh, not, not my favorite, maybe my favorite teammate of all time. He's, I just saw him in Philly the other day. He was like, he's the man. Dude. This guy's <laughs> literally the best. Um, I remember hitting, uh, I hit a homer off him in, uh, in 05. I was with the Dodgers to break up his, he had a perfect game going, and uh, Antonio Perez, I think, hit a, hit a double, and then I hit a homer, and we, we ended up beating him 2-1, to one, and that uh, hit was like the eighth inning. And I want to say that might have been the only hit I've ever got off of. Uh, no, that you hit 385. You're 5 for 13. You went 3 for 4 in, in uh, 2008 against him with three walks in a, in a strikeout. Just to let you know. I blacked out that game. Yeah, you waffled him. Uh, Greg Maddox. I don't know. I don't think I waffled him. Yeah, you had a triple. Three for eight. And he didn't strike out. Like, I mean, he didn't strike out like a ton of people, but you, you have that going Yeah, and that it. was at, at the end of his career, though. That's a different, different gig. Um, all right. There, there is actually one last one. And I think it's, uh, I think it's relevant because he, I, I played with him in AAA, but you remember David Percy? Left-hander, oh, Toronto Blue Jays. Of course. of course I remember him. Poor kid. What'd you do? Uh, I feel bad, man. It was, that, was the, that was the three homer night in, uh, in Philly in the, in, the, in the rain. My God. Oh, Your memory's that. insane. Well, I was super locked in that game. It was probably like the most, most – it didn't matter who was throwing that Yeah, day. two for two, two homers, seven down. RBIs against him. <laughs> yeah that was he just got he he ran into me on on my best night that's all Poor yeah guy. that's it that's it all right dude well i appreciate you uh coming on pine tar for breakfast and waffle or not <laughs> i think it sounds better that way right waffle or not pine, pine tar for breakfast who came up with that Frank? uh well i think it was amanda amanda did because i wasn't allowed to use balls in coming down I was going to say, it should be balls in coming down. It, it was balls in coming your, down. Your listeners know, Franny would, uh, would when, he, when, when he wouldn't play for a couple of days, he'd, he'd get really antsy. And then pretty soon, pregame, he's got like, he's in his sliders, but he's in full catcher gear because he was our third catcher and uh, emergency catcher. No, 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 catcher no, you gear. had it right. You had it right. Third catcher, not emergency catcher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever you want to tell yourself. Emergency catcher, third catcher. Either way, you're in your sliders, full catcher gear. You got guys throwing your balls, you're blocking balls, you got your cup on. 
the whole thing. And then, and then out of nowhere, he would lift his mask up and yell, balls in, coming down. And it was literally the, one of the funniest things I ever saw in baseball. And it would make me, it, I would cry laughing every, every third. It was like, it was like every third week you would, yeah. you would, uh, you would, you would pull that skid out and it was uh hysterical well let's be honest here like the job of a utility guy is not only to perform on the field when you're given the chance but it's to be like just lighten the mood up and that team was so damn fun yeah we had a good time the, mo- good the time. most fun i ever had playing on one single you know big league team was that team because i mean we were awesome yeah. Well, yeah, and we were our plane flights we... were awesome let alone the, the the flight attendants don't like me anymore and that's our same flight attendants we had in washington we have here in philly Unbelievable. Yeah, I might, I might have had something to do with that. Sorry Bar- about that. I didn't help you out there. <laughs> well, J-Dub, I appreciate it. And uh, enjoy your day at the country club playing tennis. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a lesson here in 10 minutes. I got to let you go. So All right. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Thanks, Thank dude. See you. And that was the great Jason Worth. Thank you so much for joining me on Pine Tar for breakfast. Join me next time. It might be soon. I don't know. We'll find out. But anyway, Phillies, stay high. Go to Marlins Park and take the series. Peace! Kevin Fritz is out of here! It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.